Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Ah, Lili Nishmasimi Merosirus was Mordechai. So, Rabbi Sai, here I am in Black Rhino. So, you know, we have an amazing executive director. His name is Tomer Levy. He's just a tremendous Balmidas, a great guy, quiet guy, unassuming, but accomplishes a ton. His brother, I didn't know about this. His brother, Gili Levy, he arranges these kind of tours. And he put me up in this unreal, this place is crazy. I'm in the kitchen area, in the eating area. There's different rooms here. It's a whole crazy matzah. Look at this place. It's unreal. And um, each one of my kids has like their own... Beautiful, beautiful. It looks like this room, but just large. And it's just each one. And we have the entire property for ourselves. And it comes with a ranger and a jeep. And this ranger takes care of the whole property and takes us on these game drives. Bezer Hashem tomorrow morning, early in the morning. We're going to go on a game drive. I'll let you know how it went. But if anybody wants to go on this amazing kind of tour, you got to reach out to this Gilly Levy. I don't know, I don't even know how to reach him, but you could maybe email us and uh, the place, I don't, it's beyond real. This is the first time I ever had something like this. Uh, a private chef with a, with a mashgiach full time and they also have their own house. It's Meshuggah and the price is insane. Okay. Rabo Isai. Just uh, because it's been as man over here, just one short email by Yaakov Schreiber. Shalom Aleichem Rebelli, I wanted to give you a shikoyach to you for the immense amount of effort that you're putting into this year. By the way, Stam, just to describe this Gilly Levy and how he's, the, all these Levies, the Tomer and the Dani and Erdisrol, and who's also part of this whole thing, we didn't even say anything to him. We were, we flew into. Johannesburg last week and we, go, we went on another safari and without telling us he met us in the airport he knows that my kids love pizza he got them pizza he got the rest of the guys sandwiches with beef and this garnished without saying anything he's that kind of guy it's unbelievable like a yosher yosher guy that does he delivers a lot more than he promises so just if anybody wants to go on a real good tour here in Africa Right into Daf Barama. Yaakov Schreiber, Shama Alechem Rebelli, I wanted to give you a to you for the immense amount of effort that you're putting into this year from a different continent with almost no reception and the challenge of not having the equipment and Svarim. Thank you very much. True, still don't have Svarim. The equipment is very simple, just an iPhone. The reception here, I hope, is better. I think it's better. We'll see. I thought that you might get chizik seeing these clips of my children excited for this year, even though they were having fun on vacation. One is from the pool in the Satai by the Kinneret, and the other is from Hamad Gader. It was a chizik from Hashem that the hot springs were practically empty. Here's a picture of that place. Oh, so here they are, boys. Here's a video, real quick one, of this tzaddik, Rabbi Schreiber. His bacher learning the daf and his little siblings and the palm trees in the background of all the stuff. He's listening to Shir and they're screaming good morning. 
Gavaldiga stuff. All right, here we go. The Koilel this month is sponsored anonymously. Discuss all the new people that joined the Shir for Ksubas. Parnas HaKoilel number two. Avi and Rachel Kamiansky, in memory of Rachel's mother, Rezel, Reza Gittel, Bas Esther, Rita should be a Melitza Yeshara on behalf of us and our children. The Parnas HaKoilel for the day. Israela and Stephen Herlich on the yard side of Stephen's father, Binyamin Ben Reb Shmuel. Paris Hamasechta is Lili Nishmas Hare Moishev in Baruch Yosef Lili Nishmas Shal Nata Ben Elazar Moishev for the Atzlocha of Chol Yana for my children. The second sponsor of the Masechta, Jeff Rasner, is Chuz my son. Is Simcha Chaim Ben Sora Chana. Everybody together, Rufu Shleima. Parnas Achoydish by the Lack and Levavik family is Lakewood, New Jersey because Torah is best gula. Parnas Achoydish number two. Shragi Chavitz RL149 as a schuss for my family, myself, and for the Tzadikim of RL Atzala. Parnas Achoydish number three. Moshe ben Zechariah, Lili Nishmash Moshe ben Zechariah. Parnas Achoydish number four. By Benji Nessi, Israel and family, Memory of Zaydi Moshe Menorah and three cousins, Sir Klein, Ricky and Rachel Menorah. On their 12th yard side, the Nishom should have all have an aliyah. Parnas Achoydish number five. Dr. Avram Epstein, the memory of my precious Southern Bell. Wife, mother, every time I get like a choke, it's crazy. Mother and grandmother, this, it sounds interesting, precious Southern Bell, those words, I don't know, it's just, ay, 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 because the husband, the, the tsar that he has, I see him every day, and I see this, this pain in his face. Rita Gay Epstein. Parnas Achoydish number six. Michael Bemela, Mati Perl, and Aaron Hirsch to be Zoycha to make it to Umar Shona this year. Parnas Shavua for a Shidduch for Talia Esther Bastivio. What? She's not engaged yet? We dive for already two days. And the Parnas Hayoim. This is from Daf Lamed Ches, which I have to ask Mechila. I didn't mention. Borchaim Kassel for my mother, Luz. Lucille Bas Gershon on her third yard side. Parnas Hayoim, Lilian Shmas, my maternal grandmother, Chava Shoretz, Chava Bas, Rabbi Yeshua, may today's learning be his husband, Neshama, and a source comfort for the family, Tzirla of Romeir, Yisrael Dov, and Ashazak Parkovit. And the third Parnas, Nochem Shor, successful surgery and Fuah Shlema, for Moshe Ephraim, Ben Brocha, Amen, Rabbi Sai, here we go. Today is Dav Lamites. And we finished off yesterday. We started the sugi, but we have to go back. So we had Abayin Rava. Abaya, which he said, he was pasha to him, that if somebody's ma'anas a woman, and the girl passes away, then he doesn't have to pay the knas, because it says in the Pasuk, you give to the father of the naira, and she's no longer alive. Rava was Mesopat. And he asks it in a very interesting Lashen, Yesh beggar bekever. Does the girl mature and become a begeris when she's already in the grave? To the point, this question is, does he have to pay the fine to the son of this woman? Now we know that the only time a woman gets a knas is if she's a naro. She's between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, 12 with Simonim, 12 and a half, becomes a Begeris. So we're holding on top of Lamed with Aleph, the first words. Made a bracha already. 
Is it possible for this girl to become pregnant? When I was learning Yesh Beger Bekever, it just reminded me of a video I once saw. Terrible thing, I think it was like in New York. They have a video of a person pushing a wheelchair into a bank to collect money for the person in the wheelchair. It just turns out that the person in the wheelchair was already dead for a few days. Yesh Beger Bekever. The person's already dead and matures, collects all sorts of government funds after the death, etc. You know what I'm talking about. Famous sugya. Had a number of times already in the last year. There are three women who, according to Rashi, are to use contraceptive, a sponge, in order not to become pregnant. According to Taisvis, they're permitted. So Rashi says, so according to Rashi, they're permitted because there's no chashash of ashchaz hazer According to Taisvis, according to Rabbeinu Tam, they must. I reversed it. What I said, Rashi is Rabbeinu Tam. Rabbeinu Tam is Rashi. Rabbeinu Tam says they have to. The mechuyev, because it's sakhanis nefashas. Elohim. Here are the three people that could use uh, a menia contraceptive. Ketana, Umu Beres, a pregnant woman, Uminika, and a nursing mother. Ketana, the reason is Shemitah Saber Betamus. So the Gemara is asking how in the world did this Naru who receives a Knas, how could she have a baby if she's a Ketana? It says over here that a Ketana is going to die, and therefore she, according to Taisus, she must use the, the Moich. According to Rashi, she can use the Moich. Muberes, if she's pregnant, Shemitah Sandal. Here we have a picture. Perhaps she will, the second pregnancy, if she's already pregnant, perhaps she'll become pregnant a second time. Scientifically, it, we know that that's possible. And the second Vlad will crush the first one like a fish called a sandal. Here we have a, in Hebrew, sandal, this is chart number one. Sandal is a sandal. And here somebody made a sandal out of a fish, a fish sandal. Okay, stop. Menika and a nursing mother. Because the milk is not going to be good. In those days, there's no formula. If the child, the infant, doesn't have milk and is not able to nurse from the mother, potential death. So they have to use a moich. They could use a moich. Basic Tana, what age is she? Less than 11, more than 12, usher to use a moich. She doesn't have to worry about getting pregnant. That a Muberes and a Menika, if she's pregnant or she's nursing, she does not use the Maich. They'll have Rachmanus on her. In other words, it's not 100%. It's, it's very fine. Not that it's 100%. It's 
very far, it's a very rochik dikr chashash, it's a very small concern that she might die. So for that, we're not going to allow it, and therefore we say, Shoimer Psoim Hashem. So, but if she gave birth, this girl, with, with, the question is, she dies, does the fine go to her child? But if she gave birth, how's it possible she gave birth when she got pregnant, when she was a Ktano? We just said that if she gets pregnant, when she's a Ktano, she's going to die. So, going back to the chart, chart number two, Naira, we say, is when she's 12 years old, from 12 when she has Simonim, till 12 and a half. So perhaps, is the Gemara, maybe she got pregnant when she was a Naira. And she gave birth when she's a Naira. Wait a minute. We know that Naira is only six months. How could she give birth in six months? Here you see on the chart that the whole period of Nairos is only six months from 12 to 12 and a half. And maybe you'll tell me that it can't be less than six months. But perhaps Nairos lasts more than six months. But the Lushan is, you only have these six months. You only have this Nairos. So, I apologize if the focus is coming in and out. It's one of these cameras, it's an iPhone, the lighting, okay. Be Michael. And be back in Eretz Yisrael Hashem, Wednesday. So we must say that the question is a little different. Not if the girl dies, does the child yarshan. She doesn't have a child. She can't have a child, says the Gemara. The concern is, does the father have a schus in her knas or not? This is the question. Does the father's schus Go away, it's poikea, it, it's gone. Because what happens is, when, if she didn't die, she was violated when she was in Naira. And before there's an opportunity to go and get a psak din from the Bezdin, she became a begaris. Let's say the, the, the violation happened two days before she turned 12 and a half. And until they went to Bezdin, it she, t- she had a 12 and a half birthday. She gets the knas, not the father. So she gets the knas. Now that she died and she turned into Begaris in the grave, maybe the father loses it. Or perhaps no. Perhaps the father gets to keep it. But the Gemara says, my Rashi has a different kind of kasha. That what? Misoisabagros. Forget about that she had a birthday, that she, had she been alive, she would have turned 12 and a half. My Rashi wants to know, perhaps the moment she dies, she flips into Baigaris. That moment, not because she, she, she was dead for six months and she turned into Baigaris. Misoisabagros, does the death itself 
create a situation where the father loses his schus of the knas. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not entitled to it anymore. Or death doesn't cause this other age of bagros. Teiku, we have to wait. Tishbi, Tiretz, Kushis, Vibayis. We'll wait until Mashiach comes to answer this question. Asks Rava from Abayah, What if this disgusting human being violated her and then she got engaged? Perhaps the Knaz goes to her, even though she's still a Naira. And when she's a Naira, the father gets the Knaz. But because she got engaged, perhaps she leaves her father's Rishul, she gets also the, the knas. Now for other things, she's still in the father's Rishus. It doesn't say that you give the knas to the father of the Naira who's not engaged. We're talking about when the violation happened. That's the only time we care about. At that point, was she engaged or not engaged? At the time of the violation. Not later on at the time of the payment. That's not important to us. This girl who was violated. Not she got engaged. She got married completely. The halacha is, the knas is, la'atzma. So why why should she be entitled to the knas? It doesn't say give it to the father who of this woman who's not married. No, it's different. I'll tell you why if she gets married it's different than if she got engaged. Because when she turns 12 and a half, she leaves her father's rishos. He's no longer in control over her. And when she gets married, he's no longer in control over her. Just when she becomes 12 and a half, the knas goes to herself. Why? Let's see the pasuk chart 3. It's the father who gets the knas, the father of the Nara. But if she's if she's no longer a Nara, she's a Bagera, she's the next day, she's 12 and a half, the father's not entitled to it. So too, when she gets married, and by getting married, she leaves his control, then the knas should be herself. But how can you compare it to getting engaged? She never left her father's control completely. But now we learn, When she gets engaged, the father and the chassan, they both have control over her. So the father didn't lose complete control. He lost 50% control or whatever you want to call it, but he's still in control to the point where if she makes a nether, she swears she's not going to do something, the father and the chassan together in conjunction, they... Are mevatel the neder. Says the Hilegi Mishnah. Where was last Mishnah we had? Wow, I thought I moved that already. Let's see. Sorry, no, I, I did move it, but to the wrong place. Hmm. Oh, official Mishnah sponsored by Moshe Cohen. Now the Mishnah is going to describe to us different 
payments that one has to pay a woman, a girl that he violated, and the difference between an oynas and a mefate. Oynas is somebody he violated forcefully, without consent. Mefate is somebody he seduced. Says the Mishnah, mefate, a person who seduced a woman, he has to pay her three things. And the one who violated her forcefully, he has to pay one more. Four. So here's the list of typical payments that you have to pay a, a, a person that you damage. Nezek tsar ripu sheves boishes. So, that's chart number four, Yosef. The mefata has to give boishes, which is humiliation. I saw this arachayim, incredible, that Shimon and Levi went into Shechem and they took the whole loot because they claimed that was the boishes that they caused Dina. And each person, and we're going to see that on tomorrow's daf, each person on a different level. The entire loot. Begam is the depreciation, the, the, the value on a slave market. Uknas. And the knas, the 50 shekel that we're talking about, this fine. And a person who did it forcefully, he has to pay the pain. What pain are we talking about? We're talking about the pain, as the Gemara is going to describe, different types of pain, what exactly it is. Okay? If you do hear that noise, that's an ice maker. Don't, don't worry about the noise. Sounds like an animal trying to get in here. The ranger tells us that we shouldn't worry. If we walk to the room, we see the leopard. It's a lot of times the leopard comes in. Don't run. The first thing, do not run. Make look, stare at it, maybe stomp with your feet. Never run away from it. Big Yisoy, my father told me this Yisoy. Musar Haskell, never ever run away from an animal. Especially dogs live in the city and from people are very scared of dogs. Never run away from an animal. You always look at the animal, the animal will run away from you. Okay, stamina. A public service announcement. And if you ever walk in borough parking, you happen upon a leopard, do not run away from the leopard. Says the Mishnah Vaiter. So the Oynes gives the Tsar an additional payment, payment number two on the list. Immediately, you have to pay up. Gemara is going to explain what this means. When he divorces her, then he pays her. Saloshan, I forgot. There's, I thought there was some sort of line in English also. Uh, the bed you made, the, the pot you... Whatever. But the, this is basically like a toilet. Don't drink from your own toilet bowl. Disgusting. You... You dug your grave, so to speak. Whatever the Lashon is in English. You put yourself in the situation. You were honest this woman, so now you're stuck with her. If she wants to marry you. But a person who seduced the woman, if he wants to get divorced, get divorced. There's a whole need in here that let's say you have a couple that became a Bali Tshuva. They're not married yet. 
is she considered a mafuta? He seduced her while they weren't from, and now they're from. Is he mechuyev to marry her or not mechuyev to marry her? If they both agree to it, then she's not a mafuta. A very interesting halacha that I saw in the Ramah, that this idea of mafata is even when she's a begeris, the knas is not when she's a begeris, but the chiyuv, the, the marriage part, is even when she's a begeris. Okay. If he wants to divorce her, he can divorce her. What does it mean? He's drinking from his own pot, his own toilet bowl, so to speak. Even if she's lame, she's blind, she has a terrible condition where he has to marry her. But let's say. She was Mizana. She's Mamzeres. Then you can't keep her. At least she has to be roiv to him. Okay. Says the Gemara What kind of Tzar are we talking about over here that he's Mukhuiv to pay the woman and he's Manas? But not the woman that is Mafata. When he violated her, the strong Elashin raped. He threw her down on the floor. That hurt her, and for that he has to pay. Let's see in our days. He threw her on top of a soft mattress, soft clothing. So now there's no tsar. So yeah, in that case, he's potter. Rabshimin holds that somebody that's ma'anis, so a woman, he doesn't pay the tsar. Why? Why is it pay the It's interesting because, let me just say the Lashen, because she's eventually going to have that tsar from her husband. Now, She's not going to have, her husband's not going to throw her on the floor. The chassan is going to take his cow and throw her on the floor. No. So I was even talking about a different type of tsar. The tsar that we thought we're talking about, not the tsar of getting thrown on the floor. And they respond to Rabbi Shimon, yes, there's a tsar. But the tsar that, that a woman has when she's willing, is different than the tsar that she has when she's unwilling. You see, we're not talking about tsar of getting thrown to the floor. And as Arich is here in the Rishonim Taisvas, certain things, you can't say it's the tsar of besulim, because a woman anyways is going to lose her besulim, and she's going to have that tsar, so she can't claim it now. She's going to have to go through it anyways at a certain time in her life, etc. Just a nekuda here, Stop to think about it a little bit. You know, in yeshiva, I don't know in your yeshiva, my yeshiva, a bunch of wild guys. Every once in a while, you, you're spacing out, you're looking forward, all of a sudden, somebody would whack you on the back. You turn around, and you see it's your best friend. So you smile. <laughs> what happens if you turn around, it's your enemy? It's not anymore. No, you're mad. Ooh, that hurt. In other words, 
depends who the hitter is. It could be the same whack. But if the guy is your good friend, you're okay with it. If he's not your good friend, you're not okay with it. That's what they're saying here. It depends. If it's the husband, it's not such a tzar. If somebody else is a big tzar. So perhaps the trick is, because we always go through tzar in life. We always get a whack in the back. That's what life is all about. The whacks in the back. And how do you respond to the whack in the back? It depends. If you have a tsar, you turn around and you say, Oh, boy, terrible. My enemy just hit me. That's one way. But if you turn around and you say, Oh, it's a Baruch Hu that hit me. It's my friend. He whacked me in the back, but he's my friend. Then you go along in life in a whole different way. Zog the Gemara, Elomar, Rav Nachman, Rav Baravua, Tzad Shepisikor Aglayim. Interesting. The Tzad that we're talking about here is spreading of the legs. Tzad, Vechenu Oimer, and says in the pasuk that we use this lashon, this sprach, but the Faski is Raglayich Lechol Oiver. It's talking about Chayisrol doing Avodah Zara. It's like they're spreading their legs wherever they go for everybody. Like Zainas. So if a person seduces a woman, so what if she's, she's masking? But at the end of the day, this is the Tsar of Peace of Kurglai. If a person is agreeable that you should tear my shirt, I tell you, go ahead, you see, I see you're in a bad mood. Take my suit, tear it up into shreds, and you'll be okay. So that guy obviously is not chayev. You gave rishos. So too over here, the mufuta, she gave the guy rishos. So she can't come back and sue him. Rabbi Gedayin Nadal, who was a big Talmud of the Chazanish, he's a very interesting person. He, he lived in Bnei Brak. He was a, a contractor, but a huge, huge Talmud Chacham. And he's considered a Gavra Rabbi Maid. Some brisker said, listen, I'm going to the Kaisel now. Do me a favor. Could you, can I make a Kenyan? Could you buy my shirt so it's not my shirt? She says, okay. He says, okay, now give me back the shirt. I need the shirt. I need to rip the shirt. So Gidayana said, I'll give you the shirt for ripping. But after the guy ripped the shirt, Rabbi Gedalia said, now you have to pay me for the shirt. It's my shirt. You ripped my shirt. But the guy said, yeah, but you said I could rip it. He said, no. The Gemara in Baba Kama says, in the Beis, you have to say, if you don't say, you're just saying, you can rip my shirt. That's not enough. So now you owe me for the shirt. He's just trying to show him that you're playing shtick with buying a shirt, selling a shirt. I'll also play shtick. Okay. But it's interesting to remember this idea that you have to say al menash shetipater. Says the Gemara. So again, we're saying it's as if this woman said, "I give you rishos," like a person tells his friend, "I give you rishos to rip my clothing." V potter, and you'll be potter. You see, the Gemara even says the lashon v potter. Says the Gemara Shali. The knas. It's up to this girl to decide that she there's no knasir. It's not even hers. The Avu Aninu. It's her father's. How does she have the right 
to be Michael or father's knas. The reason why you don't pay for the tsar because the smart women know mefuta ain't lo tsar. A, a woman who was seduced doesn't have tsar. Ah, v'okachazin in the Islam, but b'metzias there is tsar. Or Abaya Omri the famous stepmother of Abaya, who told him all sorts of things throughout Shas, including this one. Kemayu chamime areisha dekarcho here. A picture here. This would be picture number six. Here, we're talking about a bald man. It happens to be that I'm with this guy already for a week and a half, so sometimes I wish I could pour some hot water in his bald head. This happens to my, my son. Throughout Yuvamas, we called him Yehuda. Like hot water on a bald man's head. Now, to me, it seems like a lot of tzara. I'm just trying to say, eh, nishkeferlach, it's not the... <laughs> Not something you have to pay for. It's a little bit of a, a quick uh, burn. Not a big deal. The I actually had a Rebbe in Square when I, when I was a kid. I learned in Square. And I had a Rebbe that went through the lager, went through the concentration camps. And he had one of those thermoses. You know, they, I, they, I guess they still sell them thermos. And he had hot water in there. And if you didn't behave... So some of the rabbim took a stick and they whacked you on the hand. Da, da, da. If you didn't behave, he would fill up like a little bit of water, hot, boiling water. And he says, And he would toss boiling hot water on you. No, I got it a few times. Talk, I'm thinking about it. Not in the world, a little hot. It came from seven feet away. No, never had any long lasting burns from it. Says in Gemara, Okay, we're going to do it in generation. You know what? The kids today, maybe they need a little high savasa, they need a few sticks. I don't know. Okay. Who knows what the problem is today? But I, I'm quite sure that the hot water is not the Eitzah, and the hitting is not the Eitzah, but something, something. We need a little bit more. Zog mm. So that's that's a bias thing. How much does it hurt? His stepmother said, like, hi, Savasar on the head. Rav Basra of Chizda, funny Lashen. Who was Rav married to? The famous story that the, he, he saw, the daughter of Chizda saw him, and who was it? Ravina, oh, I forgot the name. And he said, I'm going to be married to both of you. So Rav said, and I want to be the second one, because if I'm the first one, that means I'm going to die first. Kids are. He married Rav Chizda's daughter. So, the daughter of Rav Chizda, in other words, my wife told me, instead of saying my wife told me, he says, my do- the daughter of Rav Chizda told me, oh, I'm thinking aloud, maybe it means because I heard this from Rav Chizda. He's quoting the daughter of Rav Chizda, not his wife, because maybe he heard this from Rav Chizda. She heard it from Rav Chizda. Okay. What? He rivda the chusilta. It's like going and letting blood, like getting a shot in the arm, like a little needle in the arm. Nishkefer. My wife told me also, the daughter of Abbasura, like bread, akusha, very hard bread, in the palate, like hard bread sometimes cuts you or hurts you in the top of your mouth. For that, we're not going to make the guy pay. It's not the end of the world. Says the Gemara in this place in Miad, I'm a father of the Shiites, he said in the Mishnah. 
difference between Oynes and Mefata, Oynes has to pay his obligation immediately, the Mefata, when he divorces her. Says the Gemara, It's not his wife. What do you mean, Likishioitzi? How is she his wife? Omar Abai, Ema, you know when, when he has to pay her? Likishaloyichnois. When he decides he doesn't want to marry her. When she doesn't want to marry him, the father doesn't want, he doesn't want, he's not marrying her. Then he has to pay up. And we see the same thing. The one who seduces has to pay his obligation when he doesn't marry her. In other words, the knas is when he decides he doesn't want to marry her. But the two other chiyuvim, the boishas and the begam, that he has to pay even if he doesn't marry her. It says in the Pasuk here, if the father refuses to let this guy marry his daughter, then he has to pay. After, if he's not going to marry. Whether she was forced, whether she was seduced, she and her father can decide that she doesn't want to get married. I can understand the woman who seduced like in this Pesachim chart 5, the father has the right to deny the marriage. Mine. He doesn't want to let him marry her. But how do we know her? It doesn't say in the Pesach she has the right. Twice. But if she was violated, she could refuse the marriage. How do we know that the father has the right? Again, this beautiful idea, somebody who sins, we shouldn't reward him. In other words, before he violated this girl, the father had all the rights in the world to deny the marriage. He was in control. So this Chacham, what is he going to do? He wants to marry this girl. He asked the father, and he said, absolutely not. You're a jerk. You're a terrible guy. And he is a terrible guy. So you know what he does? He goes and he violates her. And then he can marry her. <laughs> That's quite an guy. That is a guy who who's over in Aveira, gets rewarded. So we need to keep the father still in the picture to deny the marriage. So he doesn't lose. So he doesn't, the father doesn't lose and this guy doesn't gain. She was agreeable, but the father was not agreeable. So from the two of them, only one of them was not agreeable. And that's the father. And who could deny the marriage? Both of them. One of them was not agreeable, the father. And the girl and the father could both deny the marriage. So the guy that violated her forcefully, and it was against her will and against the father's will. So it's both of them didn't have Dasir. So both of them should definitely be able to deny her. Deny the marriage. Now, since it's not a possible, it's a kabachaymer.
So you're trying to ask a very unsettling question. It's hard to even read the question. The Rishonim say, why does she have the right to deny the marriage? Talking about a girl that was violated by a man, the Rishonim don't understand how it's possible that she should have the right. Why? Because until the violation, the father is fully in control. So just because she was violated, where does she come into the picture that she could deny it? Up until that point, the father can marry off without her will. So why should the father lose that right just because she was violated? They go into different than the summer terms saying Hanami. It's a very hard question to swallow. Says the Gemara. Rava Bayo. How come Rava doesn't like a Bayis Pshat of Loye Khitaniskar's person whose sins shouldn't benefit? Kimi the Komishalan Knas Lav Khitaniskar. Says Rava, but at the end of the day, he's paying a lot of money, 50 shekel, he says a few thousand dollars or whatever it is. Maybe not, according to Rav Schoenberg, it's a little less. Okay, but still, it's a penalty. So he's not benefiting. He's still, it doesn't pay for him to violate her because he's going to get a hefty fine. By Mefata, when she's able to deny the marriage, the father is also. By the Oynes, where she can't stop, the father also can't. The violator has to pay immediately. So the Gemara is saying a tremendous Chedashim. Kishiyaiti, who, when he divorces her, there's no ksuba. You hear what's going on here? If he pays her the 50 shekel for the violation and the fine, then afterwards when he divorces her, he doesn't pay her a ksuba. Unbelievable chiddush. We have to remember this. Says the Gemara, what do you mean when he divorces her? How could a person divorce a woman that he violated? Says in the Pasuk, Right? You can't. The Torah says you can never divorce. What if she wants to get divorced? If she wants to get divorced, he, he divorces her. And then she doesn't get a ksuba. Mace, what if he dies after he gave her the knas? Typical woman whose husband dies gets a ksuba, 200 zuz, 50 shekel, the same amount as a knas. Mace, but over here it's different. You hear the cheshman. Over here, not a cheshman. Over here, the father got the knas. So the father gets the 50 shekel, then he divorces her and she gets zero. Or then he dies and she gets zero. Says Gemara. Then again, she doesn't get a thing. Okay, it's also Chiddush. She doesn't get the 200. She gets 100 like an Almana. What is the whole reason Chacham said it's a concept of Ksuba? So it should be easy for him to divorce her. There's no divorce. By Aynas, he cannot divorce her. The only time he can divorce her is if she demands a divorce. So, Mela, there's no reason to, to make a ksuba. 
The whole reason Aksuba is that it should be hard for him to divorce her. He's going to have to pay out a hefty fine. He can't divorce her. You know what? He is going to torture her until Adam Rahi Lebinalach. He's not, he's not, he's not dumb. He's going to verbally abuse her, let's say, until she says, I hate you, I want a divorce. Oh, you want a divorce? Here's a divorce. So we say, okay, but if you're gonna do so, you're gonna pay a knas, pay a hundred, and that will prevent him from being mean to her. Raboisai. Have a wonderful day.